was my friend's place in WGOTLP Gainesville, 100.1 FM, your local community radio station. The MAGA train may have derailed, but you can relive the great again with President Donald J. Trump's official MAGA rally DVD box set. Four years of speeches in one magnificent collection. Is there any place that's more fun than a Trump rally, right? No. Whether you're poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. His African-American. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Or just plain fat. That guy's got a serious weight problem. Relive the dancing, the dissing. This idiot Lindsey Graham. Sleepy Joe and Crazy Bernie. Pocahontas. The mocking. Ah, I don't remember. More than 10,000 hours of thick-headed patriotism. So many DVDs, you can build your own wall. Who's going to pay for it? Watch him make America great again. I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. And again. Get those lights off. And again. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women. And again. People have to flush their toilet 15 times. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Own Donald Trump's MAGA Rally DVD box set for one easy payment of $130,000. It comes out tomorrow. Go buy it. Available at Build the Walgreens. I'm not the kind to kiss and tell But I've been seen with fire up I've never been with anything less than a nine So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rockwell Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine They'll never make me president But I got the best first ladies Some days I've got them as far as the eye can see A morning dive with Jackie Smith I crash in the night with Cheryl but in the end, they never stay with me I might fall from a tall building So Bert Reynolds don't get hurt I might leave a mighty canyon So he can kiss and flirt While that smooth talker's kissing my girl I'm just kissing dirt Yes, I'm the lonely stuntman That made a lover out of Bert
Hey Brad, it's me The 18th time I'm wondering if you would do a little crime Recalculate If you don't mind Just 
That is Claude with gold. A little bit of indie pop to wrap up the warm-up mix here on My Friend's Place on WGOTLP Gainesville, 100.1 FM. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here is what you heard in the warm-up mix this week on My Friend's Place, leading things off. A track you heard last week, um, kind of fitting for the time period we're living in, Born Stupid from uh, Paul Leary. After that, a new one a new one for uh, My Friend's Place anyway, Rye with Coming Closer. After that, you had Yeji, When in the Summer, I Forget About the Winter, which is kind of an appropriate uh, title for the weather we've been having here in Gainesville recently, which has been uh, quite chilly for the most part. So uh, enjoying it nevertheless. It's always nice to have a little bit of seasonal change, but before too long, I'll be uh, wishing I can walk around in my shorts and t-shirts as i got to bundle up here the last couple of days and really more like the last couple of weeks here. And anyway, there's your weather report for uh, WGOT and my friend's place. It's cool in Gainesville. Um, after that, you had a Trams Intercontinental uh, Radio Waves, IRW, and that gets you officially called up to everything you heard on this week's My Friend's Place here on WGOTLP Gainesville. Got to make sure I get that uh, call signal in for the FCC people just in case they are listening in today. But uh, again, I want to thank you for tuning in um, here live in the Civic Media Center on uh, Thursday, January 14th. And normally at this time, well, not normally at this time anymore because I've been mixing it up, but in the past, last year, um, which already seems a long time ago. But anyway, uh, changing up the format a little bit, usually at this time we do this day in music history. I'm going to kind of shuffle some things around, move uh, move some stuff around, try to keep the show up and fresh, because I know uh, probably if you're in your car, you're listening to almost the same segment every single week, depending on uh, what time you go to Publix to uh, pick up some uh, pancake batter 
or where they're getting off work. So I'm um, going to try out doing something that I normally save uh, for the next to last segment on the show, which is movie and TV reviews. And we'll move it up a little bit this week, see how it works. Um, may or may not keep it uh, here in the future. But uh, anyway, so if you've never heard this segment, if you uh, are in the car from 4 to 5, then you probably haven't, unless you're listening to me via podcast. Or you, I guess you could be also listening on a Friday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon when the show replays. But uh, anyway, I like to review um, some movies and television, give you some ideas of things to watch and sometimes ideas of things to avoid. But I personally haven't been seeing a lot of television recently because I have been very, very busy. So uh, the brunt of my television watching has been at night going to bed which means kind of a rotation of the three shows that I I like to um, fall asleep to, which is a rotation, sometimes Bob's Burgers, sometimes Seinfeld, and sometimes The Office. But uh, I did last weekend catch two new movies, two very, very new movies. In fact, neither one's available for video streaming yet. I think they're both, or actually one of them's coming out tomorrow, and then the other will be out in a month. But the first one I want to talk about, is a movie. It's a definitely a double or even triple entendre title. It's called Promising Young Woman. So I'm going to give you a real brief synopsis uh, here on My Friend's Place because we really want to keep these things spoiler free um, so you can watch it on your own if you choose to. But A Promising Young Woman is a story, um, I believe pretty much my first time director and writer, at least of movies, named Emerald Fennell. And right off the bat, I got to seem pretty impressed with this as a first-time filmmaker, so I'm going to be looking out for uh, future movies from her. But um, getting past that, it stars one of my favorite actresses from my favorite movie of all time, um, from Drive, the female in that movie who had the big part was Carrie Mulligan. And, of course, she's done a lot of other things besides Drive. But she is a star of uh, Promising Young Woman. And basically the synopsis is I believe she's early to mid-30s is what she's playing and um, has dropped out of medical school for some unknown reason, living at home with mom and dad, uh, kind of working a, a mere uh, everyday existence type job at a coffee shop, and on the weekend, she has a really fun hobby, which is to go to nightclubs or bars and pretend to get really, really, really um, drunk, and note that I did say pretend, and then go home with the person, a man, uh, picking her up, and then uh, surprising them with uh, a surprise later on that she's not actually drunk, and... um, that they may or may not be uh, committing date rape and taking advantage of her. So sounds kind of like a heavy topic for a movie. And this movie's got a really weird tone. So you would think, okay, this is going to be really heavy, really dark, but it's got a lot of like rom-com type stuff in it too, um, as well as kind of a comedy, kind of uh, a very dark comedy, kind of a thriller. It's really mishmash of different types of movies. And like I said, the tone is almost, I don't really have a way to describe it because it definitely does not fit into any category. So um, she is the uh, central figure in this movie and something very bad has happened in her past. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it. She's dropped out of medical school for some reason. Um, she meets up with some people that she once went to school with and craziness ensues. So very interesting movie. I, um, can't give it a really high recommendation, but I can give it a recommendation. It has some problems 
one of them being that, like I said, the tone, it couldn't seem to quite figure out what kind of movie it wanted to be. And that bothered me at times, although I also appreciated the, the originality of the whole thing. And uh, I really, it, it kind of hinted at going some really dark places and then it kind of like pulls back. Like it's trying to appeal to a larger, uh, maybe even a younger crowd than, than myself. So um, that's a recommendation. I believe that starts video in demand tomorrow. Um, should you rent it? Maybe. Should you watch it when it shows up on Hulu? Yes, you should definitely watch it when it shows up on Hulu. Uh, the other movie I got a chance to see last weekend has been a critic, uh, Darling, and one of the heavy favorites for um, Oscars this year in 2021. If there is an Oscars, it's Nomadland. And uh, this is not a double entendre title. Nomadland is a very straightforward movie about um, a woman played by the great actress Frances McDormand. Um, right after the Great Recession sometime, I believe in 2010, um, she loses her job. Um, the town shuts down. There's a issue with her husband. A very, uh, I don't want to give too much away. Um, something happens to her husband, and she basically decides to live as a nomad. And by doing so, she uh, gets rid of everything or puts everything she owns in storage and just starts traveling across the United States living in her van. Uh, so Nomadland is an exploration kind of, of that lifestyle. And those parts were kind of probably my favorite parts of the movie, kind of seeing how they live and the places that they went. Um, it's also got a lot of people actually playing themselves, so real um, people that live this um, van lifestyle, kind of traveling from campsite to campsite. And uh, they were all really, really good. And overall, the movie is really, really good. I, I enjoyed it. It's very um, contemplative. Uh, is that a word? Yeah, I think so. Um, so there's a lot going on in the movie not action wise but like thought wise and thought provoking really kind of an exploration of what it's like to live in America these days some of the disconnect um, some of the issues with people working gig jobs and the gig economy um, problems with capitalism and it definitely explores a lot of different issues in there um, it's not a sad movie per se, but it is a very bitter, sweet movie. So um, it is one that I've seen on just about everyone's like top 10 list of the year. I don't know if it would be a top 10 movie on my list. I haven't really put it together because there's still some things I haven't seen, but um, maybe a top 20 movie because it is uh, beautifully shot and, like I said, quite thought-provoking, although slow at times. And also, interestingly enough, directed by Chloe Zhao, who's going to jump from an indie, very like meditative um, movie about capitalism and the failures of American society and things like that, going to a Marvel movie. Uh, she is directing The Eternals. So I'm really interested to see what she does with that movie because she did a really good job with Nomadland. So that one comes out, I believe, one month from now. On uh, It'll start uh, VOD then. So when that comes out, definitely look for it. But um, anyway... The song I'm going to play is actually neither from Nomadland or Promising Young Woman. I usually try to play something from uh, the movies or TV shows that I've been watching. And I am going to play something from a TV show that I'm watching, but I didn't review it this week. Uh, Flight Attendant, which is an HBO Max show. I'm about halfway through it, and um, I don't want to say too much about it this week because I'll probably finish it up. I'll binge the last four episodes and give you a full review of the whole series. But if you're looking for something really interesting to watch, uh, like a murder mystery, 
uh, TV program that's, like I said, eight episodes, and I think it's only going to be one year, so you don't really have to worry about investing a lot of time into it, uh, then definitely consider Flight Attendant, which is on HBO Max. Now, it has an amazing soundtrack. I, I, that's one of the things. If I'm watching a show or a movie and the soundtrack is spot on, then nine times out of ten, I know that that movie or television show is going to be spot on. And I could pretty much take songs that they played on season one and almost make an entire My Friend's Place out of it because the music is fantastic. So, speaking of fantastic, uh, Lizzo had a fantastic year, and she has a song, I believe, in episode two of Flight Attendant. Um, one of her earlier works from a couple of years ago. Um, Love this song. Very new way, very fun, very club-friendly. Uh, this is Lizzo with Boys um, from Flight Attendant. <laughs> What you say, boy? You tryna play court like a game boy? Hit my phone, boy. Is your homeboy? Are you alone, boy? Come give me dome, boy. Got a boy with degrees, a boy in the streets, a boy on his knees. He a man in the sheets. Sheesh, it's all Greek to me. Got this boy speaking Spanish. I hit my beer. Baby, I don't need you. I just wanna freak you. I heard you a freak too. What's two plus two?
All right, that is the great, late, unfortunately, uh, David Bowie doing a John Lennon cover of Mother. I'm playing it today because on this day in music history, David Jones issued his first recording under the name, you guessed it, David Bowie. Uh, David Jones changed his last name to Bowie in order to or avoid confusion with another famous David Jones of the time. Of course, the monkeys, David Jones. Uh, so the first single that he released under the David Bowie um, name is called Can't Help Thinking About Me. And it's credited to David Bowie and the Lower Third. So a little bit of this day in music history for January 14th, uh, 2021. We do a little bit more here in a second. But before I do so, I want to talk about one of our underwriters. Now, before I tell you about this underwriter, I do want you to know that there are underwriting opportunities available. If you have a local or a small business and you would like to get your message out, you can uh, get more information on how to do that from WGOT while also supporting WGOT local uh, nonprofit community-based uh, radio station uh, by going to WGOT.org. So um, anyway, local and syndicated programming on WGOT LP Gainesville is brought to you with the support of underwriters like Buckhalter Heating and Air Conditioning. Celebrating 50 years in the cooling and heating business for residential homes and commercial buildings in Gainesville and greater Alachua County. Additional information about Buckhalter Heating and Air Conditioning can be found at BuckhalterAC.com or calling 352-231-8469. So let's do a real quick rundown of what you heard in that last uh, half hour of music before we do a little bit more of this day in music history news. Uh, leading things off, up, off, try it again, leading things off after the break Um you heard Lizzo Boys, which is on the Flight Attendant soundtrack. I'll do a full review of that show next week as I am halfway through with it, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a kind of a murder mystery uh, comedy with a great soundtrack. That is available right now on HBO Max. Uh, then you heard a new one from Max Taylor called Just a Candle, which features uh, Mark Lanigan. Then group you've been hearing a lot the last um, six weeks. Viagra Boys, with I believe the fourth song off their new album uh, called Girls and Boys. Uh, Viagra Boys have been uh, past winners of Returning Champion, the song you've heard the most weeks in a row, not once, not twice, but three times in the past two years. Then after that, a little bit of post-punk uh, with the group TV Priest, Press Gang. Uh, then, I'm not really sure quite how to say this, I'm... Someone will probably tell me how to say it, and I'll feel really silly later on. Um, but I believe it's Linzendorf. I'm sure it has some other pronunciation, but basically it's an acronym. And that one's called Brace Yourself. Then, making a comeback, I suppose. Uh, super hot, uh, late 2000s, early 2010s band. Kings of Leon, the bandit, with a pretty cool song. Sounding, at least to me, a little bit... Um, like, uh, what's the band? I can't think of it right now. But uh, anyway, they sounded uh, very Kings of Leoni and also a little bit like, uh, I'll think of the band in a minute, but uh, it, the name has totally uh, slipped my mind. And then after that, like I said, you have uh, David Bowie with uh, Mother and a uh, great cover there. So uh, let's do a little bit more of this day in music history. Um, so we already talked about the year 1966, where David Bowie changes his name. And 1973, huge day in music history, is Elvis Presley's Aloha from Hawaii special is the first concert featuring just one performer to be broadcast live via satellite. So 
that was an absolute game changer, being able to show something live around the world with a satellite. So the fact that it was on satellite, probably actually historically more important than his uh, comeback concert that he did. So super interesting there. Uh, in 2000, he learned the paternity of Melissa Etheridge's two children. When the Rolling Stone reports that, you know who it is? You probably do. David Crosby was her surrogate father, so that happened in 2000. Then a couple birthdays. First up, LL Cool J, who definitely, when I say his age or the year that he was born, you're going to be like, wow. And I'm not going to do the stereotypical uh, semi-racist black don't crack, but uh, LL Cool J was born in 1968. So uh, that actually puts him in his 50s, and he does not look to be anywhere close to 50. So, uh, interestingly enough, Ella Cool J, born on this day, January 14th, way back in 1968. And the other person's actually one year younger than him, but looks probably 10 years older than him. The great, great Dave Grohl. Um, you may have heard of this guy before. He's, yeah, he's really made it. Um, part of Nirvana, part of the Foo Fighters. Uh, he was born on January 14th, 1969 in Warren, Ohio, and to celebrate his birthday today, Foo Fighters have brand new music out, which is pretty interesting because it has been quite divisive among people who love the Foo Fighters. Now, I like the Foo Fighters, but I certainly don't love them, so it's kind of been interesting to read some of the quote-unquote message board comments about the new tracks that have come out, but uh, anyway, you heard it last week, so Two weeks in a row, which will put it up for returning champion, possibly. This is a new one from the Foo Fighters, celebrating uh, Dave Grohl's birthday, uh, No Son of Mine. No son of mine will ever do The work of villains, the will of fools If you believe it, it must be true no son of mine, no son of mine
right, the Black Keys have a new, I believe, 10-year anniversary reissue coming out, and that is one of the unreleased tracks that you'll find on it, and it is the uh, song you've heard for two weeks in a row here on My Friend's Place. That is the Black Keys with Black Mud. Thank you so much for tuning in to My Friend's Place here on WGOTLP Gainesville. Let's do a real fast rundown of what you heard in the last half hour of Interrupted commercial free music leading things off is dave grohl's birthday back in 1969 on january 14th he was born and foo fighters just coincidentally enough have new music out so that was no son of mine after that you had a new uh, indie song from rat column a stranger to life uh then speaking of new indie music really channeling some 80s with still corners with white sands then a little bit of soul kind of mixing things up celeste Love is back. That gets you called up to everything you've heard on My Friend's Place. Speaking of getting called up, if you want to keep up with the latest going on at WGOT, it's really easy. Become, uh, or not become, like our WGOT Facebook page, and that will keep you up uh, to date with new shows, schedule changes, um, information about the channel. Again, that is by uh, going to the WGOT Facebook page. And while you're online, you might as well head over to Patreon. Now, Patreon's really cool. It is a site with the identity or um, idea closer to GoFundMe in which you can subscribe for a monthly fee and support your uh, local arts. And in this case, would be WGOT. So if you go to Patreon and you type in WGOT, it'll give you information about the WGOT Patreon page where we upload exclusive content and other things for our Patreon subscribers. Right now, Brett Souter, host of Strip, has a wonderful uh, countdown of best his favorite albums of 2020. So you can uh, listen to it, you can download it, you can stream it at any time. I'm going to put some uh, new content up there hopefully this week. I'm going to do some of my favorite covers of 2020, a year where with people being locked up, there were lots of covers. So that is at patreon.com. Just go backslash WGOT. So um, told you earlier, I'm moving some things around. So normally at this time, do movie and TV reviews. Well, I moved that to the front this week. So I've already reviewed Nomadland and um, also Promising Young Woman, uh, two indie movies that I recommend for people looking for something new to watch. But uh, starting today, or at least for today anyway, I'm going to do a little bit of news in this segment. So my news segment's a little bit different than probably uh, a lot of other ones that you've heard before. And if you uh, heard the show earlier, you know, we uh, do a little bit of Big uh, Dummy, Fred Sanford, so kind of the dumbest person of the week. Also, Personal Jesus, Depeche Mode. So we're going to give out some Jesus. We're going to give out some dummy awards. And I'm going to really try to rifle through today because just out of nowhere, as I'm getting ready to leave my real paying job, two wonderful um, stories came up. So um, before I head into it, I want to tell you, I kind of got it grouped today. So these first two stories, I'm going to put them in the no S Sherlock category. Now, if you were a kid in the 80s or even 90s, you know that the S and no S Sherlock stands for a vulgar word that means poop. And it was actually a very awesome retort if somebody said something stupid in your life that you know. So um, when I go over these stories, you are going to kind of know exactly who I'm talking about and what happens. So even if you haven't heard the story, because they are that stereotypical of these people, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner. Yes. 
<laughs> so I'm going to read the headline. I'm going to tell you really quickly what happened. And this is in the no S Sherlock category, but this is all. Yeah, sorry. Oh, these dummies. Anyway, this is off Yahoo.com, and here's the headline, and I'll just tell you what happened in my own words. Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner reportedly barred Secret Service from their bathrooms. So somehow these pair of idiots were able um, to make that um, old movie from like five years ago um, that's really controversial. It's got people that love it, and some people that say it's racist. But anyways, the help about uh, the black people that worked um, in all white back in the uh, days of Jim Crow. But anyway, they made that trend because apparently they didn't allow any of the people that were literally willing to take a bullet and save their lives to use their restroom. So what had happened is um, they were using, I believe, according to the story, Barack Obama's bathroom or Mike Pence's. So they were kind of going somewhere else. And then eventually that didn't work out, so they wound up paying $3,000 a month for a um, basement um, studio apartment that was close by so that they could use the restroom. So um, that just came out. I really haven't done, been able to really verify or go back and do a lot of uh, research on it, but it's in Washington Post. So I'm really interested to see where, where that story is going to go. Story number two, no uh, Sherlock. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a deep breath. Sorry. Um, all right. Forgive me. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, that Kyle Rittenhouse, the kid that went across state lines and uh, is involved in a murder, possibly uh, not lawsuit. He's been arrested arrested for a murder. There's no lawsuit there, so he's out on bail right now, and living his best life, I suppose, in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. So anyway. And another no S Sherlock story. Um, he was photographed. Can you guess with who? If you guess other white supremacists, you get a point. But anyway, he was out drinking. Can you guess how old he was? If you said 21, you're wrong. On his 18th birthday, um, with his mom at a bar or a pub in uh, Wisconsin, Kenosha. Can you guess the name of the pub? Because it is the best stereotypical Wisconsin pub name ever. He was drinking at Pudgies. So 18 years old. Now, look, immediately I'm like, oh, he's drinking underage. Here is the most amazing thing I learned all day. In Wisconsin, if the website that I was reading is correct, and it was Fox News, so it may or may not be, but regardless, you are allowed when you turn 18 years old, you can go drink with your parents at a bar. As long as your parents are there. So he was out on his 18th birthday on probation drinking with his mom and uh, took a picture with a couple of white supremacists. Of course, he's flashing the upside down OK signal, which is apparently a white supremacist signal, according to pretty much every credible news site in the world. And has shirt on that has a slogan. So, again, in the most stereotypical fashion ever, his, the thing on his shirt, the the words read, um, free as F. And I cannot see the F here on community radio or any radio station because of FCC. So there you go. More no S Sherlock news. Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just cracking me up. So Kyle Rittenhouse, 18 years old, drinking 
in a pub with his mom in Wisconsin. The pub's name is Pudgy, wearing a shirt that says F, free as F, with two white supremacists flashing <laughs> the OK sign, the white supremacy sign, and that wraps up your no S Sherlock uh, news. So let's keep speeding along. Good old Q Shaman. Um, you may know him by one of his many names, none of which do I care enough to actually repeat. Um, but since it popped up in front of me, I think it's Jake and Jelly. Anyway, this is from uh, Insider.com. The shirtless man who stormed Capitol um, with hundreds of people. He had the famous Viking horns and the fur and shirtless. Anyway, arrested. Turns out he's got a problem in jail. He can't eat non-organic food which is a real, real shame. Martha Chansley, who just happens to be his mother, spoke to reporters outside the courthouse, and she offered details about him refusing to eat while in jail. Poor baby. Well, that's me saying that, not the mom. But here's what she said. He gets very sick if he doesn't eat organic food. He needs to eat, she said. So, interestingly enough, uh, the judge that's presiding over the case basically said, okay, we're going to make sure you got organic food. So that's a really interesting ruling, and I've been trying to find out more background information about it. I know a lot of people were up in arms, you know, how can you do this? Da, da, da. Same thing like the burger thing that happened with that other horrible uh, human being that killed the people in the churches. But what winds up happening is if you're trying to collect evidence from someone, um, if you want it to be admissible in court, you can't have things like the person who's providing you the information say, oh, I was, si I was sick because I wasn't eating. I wasn't eating, so I wasn't thinking straight. So I'm thinking this judge may have allowed an exception here because they're collecting information from this guy. And they want the information, A, to be able to hold up in court. And also, it's very likely he's turning in uh, people that he knows and rolling over on people or maybe they just want it to look like he is so if you're uh in jail and all of a sudden you're getting these special privileges well guess what people think they think that you're snitching so uh, i'm not exactly sure we'll follow up on that story next week and hopefully he's able to get the organic food that he needs because you know it's tough being a uh i don't know an insurgent I suppose, a liar, a seditionist, whatever you want to call that that loser. But anyway, so um, moving on, let's get into some more news. And this one's actually going to close it out. Now, some things in life give me extreme anxiety, and this really gave me huge extreme anxiety because I've been not in this exact position, but I've had this issue before. So I'm going to read this. Um, headline to you, and it's all over the internet. Um, this is the site I picked. It's from entrepreneur.com, and here is the headline. A man who forgot his Bitcoin password could lose $220 million, you know, depending on where, whether Bitcoin's up or down. But um, So Stefan Thomas, a German programmer based out of San Francisco, he forgot a password. That would allow him access to his 7,000 bitcoins, which, depending on the day and the time, could be worth $220 million. So, 
According to the New York Times, a password will allow Thomas to unlock a small hard drive called the Iron Key, which holds the keys to a digital wallet, wallet containing all the Bitcoin. Now, with this program, you are allowed 10 opportunities to log in before it scrambles everything and you are no longer able to um, access your, your wallet. So this guy, this uh, German who lives in San Francisco, he's given it eight tries. So he's got exactly two tries left or it will forever be lost. I can't think of like something that would give me more anxiety. Apparently, he wrote the uh, password down on a piece of paper. And on his first eight tries, he's tried pretty much all his regular passwords, but they haven't worked. He's got two more chances or the $220 million goes bye-bye. So we'll be keeping a watch on that. Um, again, his name's Stefan Thomas. If you want to read more about the case, it's all over the Internet. So anyway, um, also in the news uh, two weeks ago, brought this up. Unfortunately, MF Doom passed away at the age of 49 and apparently had been passed away for quite some time and it was a uh, secret um, so I played a couple songs um, that he uh, produced pot post, I can't think of the word, after his death. Um, now I'm going to play you a tribute to him. This is Aesop Rock and Homeboy Sandman with Lice, or they're called Lice. The track titles Ask Anyone, and it's a tribute to MF Doom here on My Friend's Place. Roses for the OG MF. Where were you when Bob dropped the OG Dead Ben? I was up at Tony's on some what was that? No, was that? Yes, it's Zev Love X sound and reckless. I took it to the head and heart. You were back as metal face and threatening my pearl white Acura from the second bar. Barfing up a master class in charismatic disrespect and trash talk. Mask on mac and cheese Timberlands. Sold the first apple seed CDs at your brownie show while you were saying something of a member like the Alamo. I was yelling every word and never late. And when you finally played, hey, I felt the venue levitate. Ask anyone. L out of upstate. Come to learn a Sony phase one of the floodgates. Doomsday glue and true grit to the baseline. And made himself a hero and a villain at the same time. Back in 94, you had that line about the Nikes on the wire. I'd always see these Nikes on the wire when I was driving through a neighborhood. Somebody said you stayed in. Convinced I'd found the actual inspiration. For the record, I was not even close to the right neighborhood. Even when the heart is pure, the brain is mush. Thank you for the stories and the fuck you to the normies. Bruin said we lost our Jordan. I would sprinkle in some Voorhees in a great breeze. I have this memory of me and you rapping me grinder to each other at a BBQ and BK. Got the same memory with a couple other people too. Trading doom lines, that's what people do. You were always kind of me in person. I tried to play cool, but I was always kind of nervous. 30 summers of guiding the muddy waters to the men with many names. I hope you're somewhere with your brother, yeah. Super Villano, Elano, chopping records that my parents listen to. Doom was on the mission to remind you that the magic is what matters. But where'd he find that banner? Where'd he find them patterns? He ain't had no manners. My favorite villain is the drop on Victor Vaughn. But every time I hit a great day intro, I'ma sing along and catch me sleeping on the GMOs. Them lessons on point. We share a brother and carry from the question mark joint. Super villain in the function and his peoples never fall. Thanks for introducing us to John Robinson and Star and the era full of rarefied jewels and making use of airtime for making bad headlines cool.
Yo, being crazy taste guts. Masa Alizars had a rep for being nuts. Extra special words, and a special herb still lingers. My pantheon is burden mingus, prince of metal fingers. Larger than life, he had his own Nikes. I'm a clear weather brand dude, but dag don't. Mm, food was the anagram. First put me on, I proceed to put on anyone that was lamb And every particle, genuine article. Okay, you stiffed a few promoters who thought they booked a man under the mask, but they could never tell for certain. Walking the walk while talking in third person. He wore a mask so the charge won't grab. On a rooftop with a large stone slab. Seen where the industry was going and had to go nads to go nad. Thanks. A bar is not a measure. A music doom is doing this, a unit of buried treasure. No one ever done it better, so I'ma keep my computer on caps lock forever. Long live.
just a mind that's saying and playing soldo And the after effects are making my skin crawl You're just a mind that's spying and playing on walls And the after effects are making my skin crawl You're just a mind that's saying and playing soldo And the after effects are making my skin crawl
There it is, your returning champion, Molly Birch Emotion, which features Wild Nothing here on My Friend's Place. Really close to the end of the show, so I'm getting ready to turn things over. If you're listening live on Thursday evening, you got uh, Fred Stoddard Strip coming up. I'm sure you'll have some strong opinions about good old Kyle Rittenhouse, the white nationalist loser, the gift that keeps on giving. If you're listening on Friday afternoon, great, great indie rock music show hosted by um, H.R. Gertner called Red Pony Music Hour. If you haven't heard it, definitely check it out. Then on Sundays, I air from uh, noon to two, and you've got uh, maybe my favorite, at least music program, Departure, which plays a lot of music that you would hear on my friend's place, except he somehow manages to find these incredible songs that I've never even heard of in all these like uh, indie bands that I'm not even aware of. So got great, um, no matter what day you're listening, got great people following up. So I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come here and do the Lord's work here each and every week. And I really feel like I've accomplished something positive today. And before I head out, tell you real quick about the songs you just heard. Um, unfortunately, MF Doom passed away. Well, we found out about it like two weeks ago. Uh, actually, it happened a couple of uh, months ago. So you heard a song from Aesop Rock and Homeboy Sa- Sandman performing his lice called Ask, called Ask Anyone, a tribute to MF Doom. Then uh, maybe my favorite band, if, uh, I don't know, they, it's going to be a tough competition between them and Viagra Boys, but uh, Sleaford Mods have been on fire. They already have uh, one returning champion earlier this year. Um, that one features Amy Taylor, who, interestingly enough, guested on, yeah, a Viagra Boys track, a uh, country track where they covered John Prine's. Uh, that is Nudge It, and you uh, premiering this week here on uh, My Friend's Place. You'll hear that next week for sure, too. Uh, then, earlier... Um, Talked about the movies that I reviewed. I uh, Nomadland and also Promising Young Woman, liked both of them. Mentioned briefly the television show that I'm going to spend some time on next week, which is Flight Attendant. An incredible soundtrack from that one. And here's one from that soundtrack. It's called uh, Sold Out. Do it again. Love that song. Love that show. Love that soundtrack. Then uh, getting you called up to everything you've heard this week. Keep Shelly in Athens with early. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back same time, same channel, same station next week. Until then, be cool, be sweet, be nice, be safe. When I look all around, I can't believe the things I've found. Now I need to find my way. I'm lost, I'm lost, find me living in the land of the Lord. Oh, 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 oh,